Hello, and welcome to Our Creative Intuition, a podcast for you who create and live between worlds. As an intuitive and creative, you have unique challenges and gifts to offer the world. Your sensitivity and creations matter. Our creative intuition is your soothing, affirming companion for those long hours creating the work of your soul. Most of these episodes will be just me being your companion on your journey with energy and creativity. Sometimes I'll bring other inspiring friends and guests along. There will be book recommendations, stories on energy and nature, and how they connect with art making. And sometimes I'll also have episodes that are just sound bath meditations. My name's Megan, and I'm an artist, creativity guide, energy healer, and meditation facilitator, and founder of Dreams of Source, a space for creative empaths, highly sensitives, and intuitives living between worlds, cultures, and borders. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello friend, I hope you've had a good start to the new year. It's been a very busy time here for us, with many changes both internally and externally. We've just moved house after several years living in our city apartment. We spent weeks cleaning, packing, then moving then more cleaning and unpacking in between work and life's responsibilities and the swelteringly hot summer. It's been a process of rearranging our lives to fit into this new environment. And though the move was challenging in some ways and definitely exhausting, In the end, it was all worth it. We absolutely love our new home and our new town. And we can't wait for the new seeds of inspiration that will come from this new space. During the move, I squeezed in two paintings in my painting corner, a little corner I didn't pack yet until the very last minute. Those nights painting them were precious, like a little oasis in between packing and boxes. It makes me think how many of my paintings through the years were made in slivers of stolen time. An hour here, a couple of hours there.
Honoring our creative impulses isn't always easy in a world full of responsibilities. And this is the challenge, isn't it, for any artist? How do you keep doing this thing that you love despite the responsibilities of life? You need some space and a certain degree of freedom to make art, that's for sure. And life, of course, is full of commitments, disruptions, tasks, and distractions. It's been a journey of finding the right balance, making it all work to make art. There's been many seasons when I painted less than others, when I didn't have as much time nor space to paint. Many moments when I questioned the value of making art, of thinking what it's all for, especially when external responses aren't as generous as I'd hoped in the past, or in moments of failing to sell paintings. There were seasons when the demands of my old day job took a lot of my time and physical life force, that there was very little left for my own creative projects. When my creative dream seemed so far away, it took all the time I have left in my downtime just to find my own inner voice and center again, after supporting companies and other people. In a world that doesn't always value the intuitive and creative, it really is an act of will and determination to go against the current and make art at all. For a long time, this remained one of those internal questions I kept coming back to. Why make art at all? Why do it? And what's it all for? Space is conducive to creativity. When there's space around and inside of you, when there's enough time, the impulse to create naturally comes. I think this flow is very natural for us, like the new possibilities of fertile soil. When there's not enough space nor time, or when I haven't made something in a long time, I feel it. Either a grumpiness sets in, a sense of frustration, or that feeling like something's missing. Like I've been too rigid, too logical, too sensible for too long. The magic and beauty of life is missing. If you feel that call to create, we create not just because we love it, but because, in a way, we have no choice. Our sense of internal balance and well-being hinges on it. I do know that when I'm not creating something, that life force eats me up on the inside. As Elizabeth Gilbert once said, it does seem to be the case that if I'm not actively creating something, 
then I'm probably actively destroying something. As with all things in nature, the same energy that creates is the same energy that destroys. I do know that when I'm not honoring this creative impulse, certain addictions come. I haven't really experienced the big addictions that comes to mind, like drugs or alcohol, but the little addictions that still disrupt, like social media or food. I also think in our society today, because society puts little value in allowing a lot of us to have time and space to pursue our own creativity, even something simple like leisurely cooking, gardening, or pursuing a new hobby, it makes us more susceptible to consume, to fill that void. If you're currently making art in between day jobs, caregiving, or other responsibilities of life, I want to celebrate you. Just know you're doing amazing. There'll be many seasons when you'll be creating more than this, and there'll be months when you'd be lucky to make one, if any at all. Our life force is a finite resource in this physical world. If you're surviving, you're doing a lot already, especially in these times. Creating something is just the cherry on top, a little luxury, a little balm for the soul. Many of my paintings through the years were made in slivers of stolen time. An hour here, a couple of hours there. When I was younger, I'd wish for wide expanses of time just to make art. When I couldn't have it that day, I'd give up trying to paint altogether, hoping for another free weekend when I have more time, only for life's disruptions to eat away at my planned painting time, and then I'd give up. It was a cycle of putting it all off, trying to find the perfect time to create. Later on, I learned of the magic of Kairos time, or soul time, of time in between time. It's that stage when you've stepped away from logical time and entered the realm of infinite time, when 10 minutes, an hour stretches into infinity. In these moments of focused soul time, I'd be surprised what I could accomplish in 10 minutes or an hour when I let myself be immersed in these moments. All you need are those moments when you can allow yourself to just forget about time. 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Set a timer, play some music, light a candle, have no distractions, and try not to have a rushed feeling about what you're about to do. 
just know there's nothing else but your paper, paint, and the idea in this moment. Then just let go and play. You'll be surprised by how much you can get done within that sliver of focus time. This is something I did and still do, especially when I had a demanding day job back then and I was procrastinating on a personal creative project that I thought I just didn't have the time for. As with all cycles in nature, nothing really ever gets wasted. I had this thought when I think about what I do now as a self-employed person, how my days and tasks are still slightly similar to what I used to do while juggling art and holistic work. In those years when I'd wish I was a full-time artist, looking back, Everything I learned in my old day job helps me now as an artist and as an entrepreneur. Nothing ever really gets wasted. Sometimes we think being away from our art takes away from our art, but I've come to find that our experiences away from making art somehow find their way back to our art later on. If you've been away from your creative spirit, just know that your time away from it is still fueling your art in the background in hidden ways without you realizing what they're doing, weaving texture, depth, and new details in the background. The skills you're cultivating now in your current job or season away from art will somehow find their way into your art and make you a better artist. I recently learned of the term second career by the artist Lisa Congdon. As soon as I heard her speak about this, I felt a click like, that's it. In here, she talks about how usually, if you're just starting out with your new career that's been a longtime passion of yours, just know that this is your second career and that more likely than not, you've already experienced growth success and professionalism in your first career or careers or your old or current day job or your caregiving season. You're not a failure for just starting your soul's calling now at this stage in your life. It's important to frame and honor your past experiences for what it is, your first career. It's where you poured your heart, mind and energy to for years it explains why you're only finding the energy now to pursue your true calling. And because this is your second career, remembering to be kind to ourselves, to understand that we'll be navigating this road like beginners, just as we did in our first career. We'll have failures, slow starts, awkward silences, triumphs and flops and more. And it's all okay. 
to not have the pressure to think that by the time you reach your 30s or more, that it's all over. Our lifespans are much longer now than previous generations. You can have another 10 years having a blast pursuing a new calling, or doing it in pockets of stolen time as you transition from your current job. It's all okay, and nothing ever really gets wasted. Why make art at all? Why do it? And what's it all for? I've come to accept through the years that art isn't necessary for survival like food, water, and shelter are. But when all of our life is focused on survival, art is what makes life worth living. During this pandemic, especially in those first months when it's all new and stressful, fearful times. At the end of the day, it's music, books, movies, stories, coloring books, and making our spaces beautiful with art and plants. They're the things that soothed many of us. We don't read logical accounting books to soothe our nervous systems. We surround ourselves with art. Art reminds us of our origins and existence beyond the physical, a memory of a part of us that's as infinite and etheric as the universe itself. It brings us back to what feels expansive, not restrictive. Art makes us remember what goes beyond words. It creates a mirror for our dreams and our aspirations. It mirrors our emotions and what makes us feel we're not alone. adds energy to our rooms, it mirrors our hopes, goals, and dreams. It injects a space with a certain energy and quality. It makes our spaces sacred to us, a safe sanctuary where we remember who we really are or who we aspire to be. And making art is deeply fulfilling. When I'm engaging with an idea, Watching it transform from an intangible thought to a physical thing, it's deeply pleasurable and fulfilling. And when that connection's there, that melody's felt, and others feel it too. Ultimately, that's how artists serve. The artist is also a channel to our existence beyond the physical. I hope wherever you are in your creative practice, there's grace, rest, and joy in planting new seeds today for your creative projects. Sending my love, and I'll talk to you again soon.
If you enjoyed this episode, like, subscribe, or share it with someone who you feel could be supported by this episode too. My soul's work is to help those who create and live between worlds come home to the core of your being so you can transcend your current challenges and create what you're uniquely here to create and share. And if this feels right, I would really appreciate it if you leave a review on your favorite podcasting app so that this episode and all of these other episodes can reach those who need it too. If you're looking for more resources on energy, creativity, and grounding it all back to our life here on Earth, I invite you to my website at dreamsofsource.com where you'll find courses, workshops, one-on-one healing sessions, free downloadable workbooks, and original paintings to help add calm, beauty, and healing in your sacred space.